This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Max. Here's one that's a, a, a conundrum, okay? Okay. We're watching the guys out here in walkthrough. How do you jump off sides on walkthrough? Not paying attention to details. Bingo. The theme of the whole day is yeah. paying attention <laughs> to the details. Yes. And here as we watch high atop Chuck Nolfield in the press box, which is, by the way, air-conditioned, wonderful. It's amazing, glorious. It is. It's glorious. And we are, we are denying the cookies that are right next to us. Literally t- less than 10 feet away. Oh, absolutely. Which, by the way, Max, on site said, oh, we got chewy cookies here. Yeah, chewy, uh, the oatmeal raisin. Oatmeal raisin. Chew- you could tell he's, just by sight. Just tell you don't even have to taste them. You don't have to touch them. No. Nope. You know by sight that's the sign of bird dogging. Yes, yeah, exactly. Bird dog that Thank one. you. Yep. All right, so the, the theme has been attention to detail. And we just watched in, a, in walkthrough a guy jump off sides, and like you said, he's not paying attention to the details of the work. So. Yeah. It just played out right in front of us. It, it played out in real we time have, action. We couldn't have written that in better. Couldn't have scripted it nope. any better. There you go. And I think that's where you kind of you have to be screwed in, and no detail too small. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, because one of the things that Bruce Aarons used to say when he became the OC, who was, I'd really hate to have to cut a guy because he can't count to three. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like, I don't want you sitting in a bar watching a game. Right, right. And you're sitting there you're like, man, I could have done it. Had it just been able to count to three. I could have been a pro player. I could have been there. Yeah, I could have been. That could have been me. And that could have been. Yes, sitting absolutely. There with, sitting there with a yingling in front of you. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Game started at 1. <laughs> could know. have been me. Could have been me. But you know, you, you know what you know what is good right now? What's that, brother? The defensive competition. It is. It's heating up, my friend. Yes. You know, first of all, I got to tell you something. There is something about Landon Roberts that the dude just is a banger. Then yeah. you add to him a Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb, I was watching, was it last last night? Yeah. It was a swing pass, I think, to the aforementioned McFarland, or maybe it was no, Jalen Warren. Warren got yes. it, got the swing pass. Yes, and he was on him like a cheap suit. I mean, it was he and Jalen, when he caught the pass, had about five yards of cushion. In the backfield. Yep. And Cole swallowed that up faster than you swallowed that pizza last night. Oh, man. And it was a tackle for a loss. Yes. He could have at least gotten to the line of scrimmage, but Cole was so quick in his reflexes. And he's a guy, you know, you you don't want to hype it up too much, but sideline to sideline. Yes. And here's the thing that, okay, since details are big. Yeah. That swing pass goes, and you watch Cole Holcomb, the moment he sees – that uh, whoever the quarterback was was going to throw the ball, yeah. he's already eaten up the grass to uh, said Jalen Warren. Yeah. You know, he's not waiting for him to catch the ball and then attack. He's already attacking, knowing that the, the, the probability high where he's going with the ball, he's already pretty sure, you yeah. know, 90% sure. So what do you do? You've got to eat up the grass. You don't want to give the opportunity for Jalen to get north and south on you and, and give you the wiggle and the wobble so that you fall down and look like an idiot. Yeah, because Jalen Warren with a little bit of space and open field yes. is a problem. And he diagnosed that really quick. He noticed that the quarterback's shoulders and hips were aligned to do that yep. type of throw. It wasn't like I'm looking him off. 
the body posture let him know that. Yes. And he reacted. He on an did. Instant. It was, and again, it was tremendous the to detail watch. is you eat up the grass before it happens. Yes. Because you always hear Mike Tomlin talking about that. Yes. And, 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 he, and, he, and he just – and it's just – it's showing up consistently in practice that way. Even on like off-tackle runs. Yep. Right? His fit off the edge of where the tight end or the tackle is – to be in position to make that play or force flow back to his inside backer, which is Landon Roberts. Yes. Who, once you give him that inside alley, he's going to attack. Oh, yeah. So you see that kind of swarm hive type of play from the linebacking position and then throw in a Quan Alexander. Oh, yes. We're not, you know, we haven't even seen the best of Quan yet because he's just been here a couple days. Yeah. And you know, he's this still guy's going to, oh, he's still figuring out, but he's going to add to. The multiplicity of these three guys, uh, we got a triumvirate of, of bangers on the inside now. Yeah. And I really, and I mean, Landon Roberts showed in backs on backers what a banger he is, but, you know, he's got that reputation already, you know, in establishing himself as his NFL rep. Um, Cole Hol- Holcomb is another, and then the Quan Alexander, and we aren't even talking about Mark Robinson, who we enjoy watching because yeah. he is, you know, the baby of the group. A uh, yeah. guy that, you know, was a converted running back. So his NFL reps, you know, everything has got to feed into him to make him better because everything is new to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He only had one year doing it. Yeah, and, he, and he's taking in information from all ways, watching, doing, learning in, in, in the meeting room, conversations with those veteran Correct. guys that are in front of you to get a better understanding of what his job is. Um, because middle backers is the toughest one to plug and play as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Even when you come from college and you've played middle backer because we've seen that with other middle backers over the years. And for me, because I do cover the Cardinals um, as well, living in Phoenix, Zaven Collins, first-round draft pick from Tulsa, middle backer. They threw him in day one, and they got rid of Jordan Hicks. And he's still learning that position. Now, three years later, and he played linebacker, <laughs> yeah. right? So it, it's not an easy position. The quarterback of the defense at that inside backer position is huge. Yes. And you can't learn it fast enough. We talk about quarterbacks all the time, and we talk about how it takes time, and you kind of unleash the playbook to the quarterback over time, kind of spoon-feed it and open it and expand it. Middle backer is the one we don't talk about enough because we think, ah, it's defense. Ah, they can do everything. They're read and react guys, but the middle backer position is the is a quarterback equivalent, or even on inside the in the three four. Yeah, inside or because, four two. Yeah, know? so so you ha- so it takes time to learn that position. For Mark Robinson, every day, every rep, every opportunity is a new opportunity yes. to learn something, because you don't get to the James Farriers and the Larry Foots and the Vince Williams and the Lawrence Timmons and the Ryan Shaziers of this world until you amass that knowledge. Absolutely. And he's still at a very young age, but still has a lot of raw talent. Well, let me tell you this. This is personal experience from Robin Cole, great linebacker back in the 80s, you know, in in 70s and 80s. And and Julie Bowl. He was an outside linebacker, terrific athlete, New Mexico. You know, yeah. and, and then at one point they decided we're going to put him on the inside. He couldn't make the switch. It was too much traffic. Yeah. You know, there's just too many things going. This is a 3-4 defense. Played him inside linebacker. He said, I remember him in training camp going, man, I can't sleep. You know what I mean? It's like 
I'm, 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 I'm up studying the playbook. I'm doing the mental gymnastics. I'm trying to prepare. But it's such a big jump from the outside linebacker to the inside linebacker because the outside linebacker, you don't have all the traffic. You don't have the entire field in front of you, basically. Yeah. You know, you've got the one-third of the field or whatever, you know. and it, Or one or two men that you're responsible for. Yeah, exactly. For. There's yeah. Lot, much less traffic. The crosstown traffic of the inside linebackers is huge. And if you don't have the eyes for it yet, because you've got to train your eyes to, and discipline your mind uh, to look at the th- certain things that you need to look at so you don't get lost in the quickness of the moment. You know? yeah. And it wasn't until a couple of years later he made the transition and was able to do it. But it, it was hard for him. Yeah. Very hard. And this is a guy that had several years of experience as a starter at the outside linebacker. Yeah, so, so yeah, so that's why, you know, when we're talking about this and we mentioned the three vets, it's because they've already gone through this. And for Mark Robinson, he's coming along. Yep. And I think that's what you kind of have to have faith in, consistent guy in the second team, reps, but he flashes. He does. He flashes. He's a, sometimes when it's like, hey, I know what this play is, and he, and he, look, and he looks confident, it's scary for the opposing team. Oh, there's no because question. he's 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 coming as an unwelcome house guest with an empty stomach. He, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is coming in and he is messing everything up. He is he is in the food before everybody else, and he usually ends up being a blow up play in the backfield. Yes, yep. And you look for those flashing moments, and you just wait till it starts to kind of seamlessly integrate into the play to play. I've got a drop. What's my read type of part of the defense? But the reading react downhill hits, that comes natural to him as a former running back. So you take a look at it, and you got yourself um, Landon Roberts. You got yourself Cole Holcomb. You got yourself Quan Alexander. Three established NFL NFL dudes, as, as yeah. Mike would, would call it. We got Mark Robinson, who is another guy. But how about, how about Nick Kwiatkowski? Yes, Kwiatkowski is also – Coming alive since the pad's been on. Yep. You know, he kind of faded away, and he kind of didn't really know he was. I kept having to look at our, our, our pocket rosters yes. to figure out, okay, who's that guy? Who's 53 flying around? Oh, Nick Kwiatkowski. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, forgot, forgot about that guy. And he's starting to come alive as well. And he's making the plays, like you said, he's flying around, and he's making plays on the edges, also seeing things in the drop in the pass game distorting passing lanes so you now add that now we now we've got the the hum has going <laughs> about who are we going to look at and how are we going to process these guys because we still have some other young guys right tanner muse and russ and chappelle russell are in that mix as well but it really comes down to really those five and how they've been how they've been jumping off the page at moments in different drills in practice you know, and the interesting thing, too, is you look at uh, Cole Holcomb. Uh, let's see. He's a five-year guy. Yeah. All right. Um, if you look at, um, uh, let's see, Alandon Roberts, he's an eight-year guy. I don't see, a, you know, Alandon Roberts, for instance, being very busy on special teams. No. You know, and, and Cole Holcomb, not so much. Not so busy. All right. Even though he's younger. Yeah. yeah. But you got Quan Alexander at nine. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to be, you know, he might be backing up, you know, whatever. But. You know, those three guys, normally, those are, those are special team bodies, yeah. you know, in the linebacker position. So you might, you know, a Mark Robinson, 
you got a lot of ability to show up on the special teams. Core Tanner four. Muse, yeah. yeah, core four. Tanner Muse, four three eight. You can use that four three eight on special yeah. teams to pay rent until and unless you can get yourself in a position to be significant, taking uh, you know defensive reps. Yeah. So and, and that that's now as we get towards. You know, what used to be cut-down day, right? Yep. You used to have a cut-down day right after the first preseason game. And then, of course, you'd have your final cuts. And now it's just one cut. One cut. So these guys are actually going to get that three cut, games. That cut is the deepest. That is a deep. and that, 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 that First is, cut is the deep. Yeah, the first. That's it. Brian cut. Adams. Brian Adams. The Canadian. Yeah. First cut is the deep. deepest. And it's also the final cut, too. <laughs> So you're, you're, you're talking about getting clo- clo- close shave cuts. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, so it, but it's a lot of competition there. There is. A lot is. of room for competition, and we have these three playoff games. I'm uh, sorry, three preseason games that we're going to literally get to see these guys in live action and figure out who has the mental fortitude to play through that game action all the way through all three of them, first to third, the same rosters out there. You know what's interesting, Max? I'm yeah. looking at this, at the inside linebacker. Quan Alexander, nine years. Tanner Muse, four years. Uh, Chappelle Russell, four years. Eight with the Landon Roberts. Eight with Nick Kwiatkowski. You got five with Holcomb, two. I mean, Mark Robinson's the baby of the inside linebackers at only two. Pup of pups. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, we got a lot of veteran guys, a lot of years of experience on the inside linebackers. Yeah, we, we do. We do have. I don't, why not, I don't know that didn't really register with me before. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think, because I think we kind of thought of Tanner Muse as being the young guy because he's new, right? Yes, yes. But you realize, no, he's been in this league for a minute out of Clemson, and it's like, yeah, no, th- th- these are guys. And you wonder why the defense is ahead of the offense. Yeah, yeah, that, really. Mi- that middle of the defense. Hello. I mean, averages. When you put a pair out there, thirteen plus years, with 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 Landon and Cole. Okay. Anytime you add Quan, it's going to be double digits, even with Mark Robinson, because that's eleven. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know. Abs- so absolutely. so you got ten plus years. Any type of way There's you really cut it. Experience. Yeah. I didn't realize Quitkowski. I forgot he was an eight year guy. Yeah, with Atlanta for been, a long yeah. time. Yeah. That's, so man. So yeah, we add a lot of veteran leadership here, and they but they look spry and young. You know. Quan does not look like a guy that's been in the league for nine years, the way he flies around. No. Neither does it Landon. So you see these guys, and they're running around. That means they're still very young-minded, which is nice in, in the physical department. But mental department, they've got the old sage, you know, working up, working up top. You know, I really – and, and uh, again, I go back to Cole Holcomb because of the fact that when I first heard that the Steelers signed him, I started watching some film on him. And the one thing that stood out right away was his ability to go, as we, we like to say, sideline to sideline. But yeah. he is a, such a, a run-and-hit guy because of the fact that, you know, we saw the closing speed like we were just talking about, the details, gobbling up the grass while the ball is in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. With him, a multiplicity of, of, of factors in there. Uh, Alandon Roberts. I, you know, we just might have the best linebacking ability, inside linebacking ability we've had in a number of years here. Yeah. You put throwing Quan. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, even with the young first-year Devin Bush, that explosive as he was, there was still a little bit lacking because he didn't have the experience. Right, right. And, you know, you pair him with Vince Williams, and Vince was kind of just the junkyard dog, right? Oh, he was. He was a do-it-all linebacker, sacrificed a little bit in the passing game when he had to run in man situations. But 
you know, it was good. But this, this is the most, the most I would say, dense quality with quantity that we've had in a very long time. So, you know, it, it's going to be fun as we start to unpack with these games. I have to imagine when Quan gets in that first preseason game down in Tampa, mm-hmm. have a little extra oomph. Oh, yeah. And panache. Panache, yeah. When, when, when like he panache. goes out there, because that was a team that drafted him was Tampa Bay. Oh, we started I, his career. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And then okay. kind of floated around, you know, Jets and I think a couple other teams. Okay. And so, yeah, you have to think when you come home back to that first team that drafted you, it's a little bit extra of a show you're trying to put on. Well, let's take a look at the outside linebackers now because we covered the inside. You know, you look at the outside guys. You got your T.J. White. You got your Alex Heisman. They're all good. Yeah. But you got the junkyard dog, Gold, Marcus Golden, who yeah. is, um, you know, pretty good at barking and biting. Yeah. Uh, his bark has bite. Yes. Uh, he's a double-digit sack guy, uh, has been. Uh, so that's that's something that you love, the fact that he is proven sack master. Uh, when you got double digits, you're pretty much a sack master. You go to the get there guy yeah. category, the, yes. not the get near guy category when you do Good that. Good point by you. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we've got, let's see. Nick Herbig. Oh, yeah, Nick Herbig. The oh. Rook. This kid, this kid keeps popping up, making plays. I watched him last night. Yeah. Again. You know, this guy's got a good get off at the snap. He's got an ability. He doesn't seem to waste steps. Elusive. He's hard to knock off his feet. Yeah, yeah. He's de- he's de- he's definitely not Quincy Roche and Kendrick no. Green. <laughs> uh, poor Quince. Poor he Quince. Caught, he oh. caught the full brunt of that one. Yeah, but li- listen, that's another guy that's been popping. First training camp, really, with the Steelers came in mid-season last year, and he's he's been steadily getting getting better. And you see him competing in there every talking single about drill. Talking about Quincy oh, Roche, yeah. 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 Um, so it's he has nice ability. Ain't no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But you're also in a very tight race. Yes. You know, it's literally about four dogs, one bone. Yep. That you're fighting with. And you're fighting against Nick Herbig, who I feel like has an advantage because of his production and performance. And he's younger. Yep. Um, and then we've got two other rookies. Um, at the outside linebacker position, we got Toby and Dukeway, and we have David Perales. Toby was he was the, he ate it all when uh, five three ran over him. Yes, Toby on the coverage. Yeah, that coverage, but yeah, yeah he, he took. It, yeah, it, it it was ugly. Yeah, it it was. He he didn't realize he got into an all you can eat contest, and they poured everything <laughs> on the on the table at once. He thought he could order it. Hey, let me get another five wings on all you can eat wing night. No, we're we're giving you seventy wings right at once. <laughs> I mean, that's what it I'm felt not like. sure, but I thought I saw David Perales. David Perales does a pretty good job. You know, yeah, one on one pass rush. He really he really shines. Yeah, He's was, got some moves. I was surprised because the guys only run a five flat forty. Yeah, that's not moving. That is not, that, that is offensive lineman moving. Yeah, and that, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that that's just not good. You know, and I just wonder what that will do on special team wise, what that would mean for him. You know, because yeah. again, you know, you you've got to be able to pay rent, as Mike Tomlin always talks about, on the special teams. Yes. If you if you're not a two deep guy, well, even a two deep guy, you you know, you still can be flexibility, called yeah. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta be able to do some stuff and be a core four special teams guy. And at five oh three I just don't know if he's capable of keeping up with some of the things he had to do. No, he's not. But I will say this: he does have some wiggle in the pa- in the pass rush game, right? And uh, he he is a he is a bigger body at two fifty one at six two to be able to set set the edge and run game stuff. This yep. hasn't really come up as much um, where he's been pressed on the edge that mm-hmm. much. So you're right. It, it's like you start playing the numbers game as we get deeper and deeper into camp. 
because you realize on each side of the ball, you only get 25 guys. And then to make up your 53-man roster. Yep. And the last three, of course, kicker, punter, Specialist. and long snapper. Yep. So those three are off. So you're really working with 50 guys that you can keep of the 86, 85 guys because they got two punters and two kickers yeah. out here in camp. Um, oh, and I think in a second long snapper, right? We got a second long snapper. I think we did. Yeah. 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 He, he's, he's somewhere on this list. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got, got but, Rex Sunahara. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So we'll figure that one out. We'll later. figure it out later. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not going to go too deep on on who our who our specialists are just yet. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We got to come back more. We're going to talk secondary. Yes, coming up, and we've got uh, some words uh, interview with Coach Grady Brown, and we're going to go right now. Head to break. We got uh, the looks like the offense is just. A specialist, a special oh, teams special, period. Okay, special teams period. Field three. All right, so it's dwindling down as they get ready for padded practice this afternoon. More from St. Vincent College in the locker room. Wolf starts and the Ninjas back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're back at St. Vincent's. Uh, the players have finished up walkthrough from the offensive and defensive side. Got a little bit of special teams nuance training going on right. on the far field as things wind down. And, of course, fans are starting to gather. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Here it's, at St. Vincent. So people are – hot one, too. Yeah, people do not have to lie to their bosses and coworkers that they were out sick when they were coming <laughs> to training camp practice. You get it off because it's Saturday. <laughs> it's it is week. Saturday. Unless, so, of course, you have work day on Saturday. Yeah, unless you're working on the weekends, which we tend to do. Yeah. But that's in season. Yes, yes. So, But, yes, you are listening live on a Saturday to In the Locker Room. And as we kind of progress through, as we get towards the end of this show, wanted to make sure we highlighted the defensive back position and the secondary competition, things we've liked so far, things we want to continue to see, guys who need to kind of, you know, uh, show us a little bit more. And I'll start with the former thing. I'll start with the guys who've been showing up and looking good. Okay. All right, and first guy up, number 24. Oh, yeah. Joey Porter that? Jr. Who we saw senior last night. Yeah, the, we, we saw PZ Sr. Yep, he was there. My uh, teammate. We, we had a good laugh. I, I, I was tell watching you, on you guys. You we guys were, were off about. over the Yeah, we, the we had some good conversations and memories going on. Yeah, it looked like yeah. it. I didn't yeah. want to interfere. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looked like it was things were going good, but PZ was there, and PZ Jr. is, yeah. again, showing up, doing things well. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, for Joey and his wife, you want to congratulate them on such a fine young man they've raised in yeah. uh, Junior. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just in the limited uh, you know, interaction with him, um, my sense is he's just really a fine young man. But not speaking at all of the football talent and everything else, but, uh, you know, he is just a, just seems to be a stand-up guy, you know? Yeah. I really enjoy talking with him whenever I've had the chance, which has been limited, as I've said. But what he's put on the field and his resume thus far has been very impressive because even when he's, you know, been battling and been out-battled by, uh, you know, GP, yeah, uh, George Pickens, uh, he's still right there. There's nothing more you can do. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it's extraordinary talent versus extraordinary talent, and they're going at it. Hey, may the best man win because each one sharpens the other. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is you watch him. Whether it's, uh, you know, a crossing route. We saw him 
uh, get a PBU on, on crossing routes or whether he's battling on the go routes or what have you, intercepting the ball. Uh, a couple of times we saw the break in the two-minute drill. He intercepted coming out of a cover three, comes up and makes a play in front of Cody White. I mean, this young man has really done a great job of displaying what he's capable of doing just in the limited sample we've had thus far. And and, and Joey has, like you said, drawn that George Pickin um, straw a couple of times. Yes. But last night I saw him working against Deontay. Yep. And he had a struggle early on in camp where it was on this field, <coughs> Deontay, because we talk about how good he is at route running, um, kind of got Joey tangled up in a double move, and Joey actually fell down. Yeah. And what we saw last night, he stuck with those guys. He stuck with Deontay because he got him a couple of times. I think he also lined up against Miles Boykin. And you start to see him now running through the body type game. Ike Taylor. Yeah, Ike Taylor talked bodies. about that. You've got to go against all these different bodies and get a read on how each of these different styles and body types play because you're not going to always draw the gargantuan wide receiver. Right. Now, why you draft him? You draft him for Cincinnati because you don't want to know – you don't you don't want to be outgunned height-wise against a Jamar Chase and a T. Higgins. So you bring him in. That's the reason why. You always look at your division first, and then you work outward. Yes. And that is that is that is the obstacle in the AFC North is Cincinnati. So you bring him in, but then from there, you still have to play fifteen other games, fifteen other games, seventeen games now. You know, I've twice. I know. I know. I took two out of there, and it was from seventeen. I had to remember it was seventeen. Okay. I, get, I still I still haven't fully adopted and embraced a seventeen game schedule. No, it just it, it just seems funky. It's unnatural. Yeah. It's an odd number. It you is. Normally play even numbers, and this is a little odd. That, so. Was that Phil Rivers' number? What number Phillip, was number? Philip was uh, 12. Seven, oh. oh, he was 17. <laughs> you know, and people say I – Once again. I, I cannot come up with Listen, stuff. you you, Look, down, you download from the clouds. I, I, what can I say? It's you, a gift. It's amazing when it. you have that one moment, you know, and you just pull out a random number, and it's right. How about that? I mean, look at and that you. was your buddy. You didn't even know. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was because I was thinking I was like, it was. Did, did he have the same number we carried over from the Colts from the Chargers? <laughs> I started. Yeah, I went. I, I I was the one that got lost in the weeds there. So there you go. Yeah, I went squarely. Um, <laughs> but but you have 15 other games, so you're going to see different body types as you move through this league and you play and you build, like you said, that book. So you gotta you gotta mimic it out here. Because we have a lot of different body types at the wide receiver position. Yes. We got short. We got tall. Yep. We got skinny. We got more bulkier. Yep. We got speed. We've got technical proficiency. We've got a lot of different Whatever things Whatever you offer. want, they can give you. They have a buffet of receivers. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and I think that's what's important for Joey Porter Jr. to get as many different looks as he can. I think another guy that's, that's really that, – you know, listen, it might not be pretty – but he gets the job done. Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace does a good job. He's a battler. Yeah. You know, let's face it. This guy is always the, the underdog. You know what yes. I mean? He's, he's been everywhere he's been. He's always been an underdog, but he still comes to the surface. He's like the bobbing apple. Yeah. You know, you're trying to bob for that apple, and the thing keeps popping up. He's popping up on that's you. That's the way Levi Wallace plays. I mean, he just, no matter what you do, he keeps popping to the surface. And 
you got to love that. I love that about that young man. There's something that's, um, I don't know, just so wonderful about a guy that has had to battle every stage of his career, be it high yeah. school, college, pros. Uh, the guy just keeps battling, coming out, uh, coming out a winner. And so, kudos to him. And we continue to hopefully continue to see him uh, as he, you know, exceeds expect- expectations and gets the job done. Yeah, because I mean, he he he's he's essentially that's your starter, right? That's your starter yep. opposite whoever's going to fill right in. Now, well, we got Pat, Pat Peterson. Well, and, Pat and then Pete. Pat Pete, but I think because he goes to the nickel. Like yeah, you're saying if we Levi, if Levi and Joey can get the job done, then you know Pat Pete's going to push him court. to the yeah. middle. But but right now it would, you know, as Joey's still. Getting his chops, Pat P's your opposite starting corner. Yes. So you go Pat P, Levi Wallace, and then. Oh, the I see what you say. I'm sorry. I yeah, went yeah. the other way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll say he. So he started on one side, and then, yes, the battle on the other side. But, you know, he's just been one of those guys since he got here from Buffalo, man. He is just, he fights. And, you know, like I said, it's not technically beautiful and aesthetically pleasing, uh, you know, when you look at a lot of other defensive backs, but the job gets done. And he has a nose for the ball. He knows where those break points are. He can read and react at the top of the point to cause a PBU. Like, he's always in the right position. It's just how do you get to the position? And that's what I love about it. It's just it doesn't matter. Because at this level, you know, get the job done. Yes. We could talk about the details later. But get the job done first and foremost. And he answers that call every single time. He He is a a get-the-job-done guy. Yeah. And then another DB, of course, we got Pat P., well, there's not enough. There's not enough time to talk about, about him. He, yeah. He's excellent. He is the standard. He's he he's been the emblem for over a decade of what cornerback play is. Press man cornerback play is. Guys feared him. Yep. And they still do to this day. Even though he is, like you said, he is more experienced. He has gotten more years in the league. And you know, people want to say he's a Hall of Famer to be. Yeah, exactly. So that's all we need to say. Moving on from him. But you know, a guy that's jumped out, Trenton Thompson. Trenton Thompson, okay. We lost Corey Trice Jr. Yes, to an injury for the year. And so they bring in Trenton Thompson. And this kid, young, um, and not a lot of experience. Comes from San Diego State, second-year guy. But he battles, and he competes. Every type of jump ball situation or contested catch, he's in there to create that havoc. And he's had some nice punch-outs. And he's really made a name for himself in the short time he's been here as, as quote-unquote, the replacement guy. Because right. we wanted Corey Trice, you draft Corey Trice, you want to see him practice. But Trenton Thompson's made a name for himself, and I really enjoy seeing him out there at that cornerback position wearing number 17. Um, I think it's a really nice thing. Oh, no no question about it. The young man's got ability, and we've got to see where it goes. I, again, a week from well, from yesterday, less than a week. Yeah, less than a first, week now. Yeah, first preseason game where we'll go down to Tampa and get a look at these guys. And you know what? I will also say, look at this. Trey Norwood is another guy yeah. that has popped and, yeah. and done some really good stuff here. We and I know we're jumping to safety, but we got to get through the Grady. Yeah, we got to get through the Grady interview. Yeah. But think about it. We haven't seen Minka Fitzpatrick Harley. We haven't seen um, Demonte Casey. Yeah, you both know? those guys are out. So the, opportunity for other guys. They are, and I'll see other guys taking taking advantage of it. If they, Madre Harper has shown some things. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Riley. I love Elijah Riley. Elijah Riley. Wow, He's West popping Pointer. up. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. You have you have a Can't certain place yeah. in your heart. I do for all but, the West Pointers. Yeah, but but and then I'll throw a little smoke on my guys from University of Florida: Duke Dawson, Keanu Neal. Oh, now yeah. Keanu's still nursing that hamstring, right. and he kind of injured a couple days ago. But Keanu has shown a lot in camp thus far when he has been healthy. It's just can you stay healthy and can you do that 
for 18 weeks now in the yeah. season. That's going to be the key component, which either sets him back or propels him forward. But for a more in-depth conversation, uh, we have audio footage. Uh, Grady Brown was interviewed yesterday and uh, talking about the secondary and kind of all the guys that we already previewed. Right. And we want to play that for you right now. So you go into the, to the, uh, the Senior Bowl last year and, and get that opportunity to go down there and coordinate. Right. Does that change your perspective on how you're coaching out here at all this year? It doesn't. Having an opportunity to coordinate in any fashion for me, whether it was acting coordinator for a day or senior bowl, all-star game coordinator, or the times I have actually been a coordinator, all those experiences really make me a better assistant because what I've realized is the importance of the coordinator having the necessary support. Sometimes as an assistant, you have a narrow focus on what you want to do, on what you believe is best. But a lot of times you're making your decision based upon your position. And the coordinator has to make decisions based upon the entire defense. Yeah. And so whenever you're in a chance, whether it's an install, what are we installing? How do we want to meet about it? How, how do we want to practice it? How do we want to drill it? So whenever you have those opportunities for me, it just kind of reels me back in from thinking on a selfish basis. And not that anything is wrong with thinking selfishly as a position coach, but you have to, you know, it's about the sum of the parts yeah. and not necessarily about the parts. Speaking of the parts, you've, you've had a lot of moving parts on, on the, uh, the yeah. back end of the defense. Right. I mean, that's kind of, you go into, I guess, this with expectations that that stuff's going to happen. Right. Um, but you've been able to, to kind of move different guys around. That position flexibility for a guy like, like Pat or, you know, whoever it may be moving from the different spots, that, that's, that's really valuable. It's, it's highly valuable for them and for me. You think about the Tampa game. I mean, Tampa was a solid team. We were somewhat of a struggling team at the time. I guess not even somewhat. We were a struggling <laughs> team at the time. And we're playing against Tom Brady. And Rail was the only available starter. <laughs> and I mean, what, the, the game still has to be kicked off. So, so you have to be able to just get guys in a position to allow them to do certain things that they do well, cross-train guys, and then give them the, put them in position to build the confidence to go out and execute. So I learned that lesson last year, just being in that game and having to. Good to learn in the win. Good to learn in the win, <laughs> great to learn in the win. So I kind of think of what we're doing now as the same type deal. We, this will happen in the season. So. Yeah. Um, you guys bring in Pat this offseason, and I'm sure he did that in part, not only because he can still play, but because of that leadership that he brings to the room. Um, how much Has he been better at that than maybe you even assumed he would be? Pat is as advertised. He, he's exactly what we thought he would be. And you have, you have to consider I won't be caught, caught off guard by anything from Pat because I have a prior experience right, with him. Right. So nothing surprises me as it relates to what he's bringing to the table. But he's, he but there is, was, I mean, there's more is. than a decade in between that period there. Yeah, but we saw it. Yeah. And this is, this is what we were working towards then. 
Right. This is exactly what we were working towards then. So nothing he's bringing to the table is a surprise, and, and he's he's been exactly who we all hoped he'd be. It seems like it, like I saw the other day he's out here. Ike Taylor's here. Pat's out there. They're working with Joey, just on different different stuff after practice. I mean, does that happen organically, or or do you kind of say, hey, can you work on this stuff? Or are they doing that on their own? It definitely happens organically. There is a push. For, for young players to seek knowledge from any older player. But, and I have a, I have a small sample size in the NFL, so I don't, I don't mean to overspeak. But I really want to believe that some of that is a part of being a Steeler. Ike Taylor being around. Right. The guys that come back and show up, they're gonna share knowledge. At your, at your great college programs. When we were at LSU and Pat was, was young, Corey Webster would be there. Travis Daniels would be there. And, and those guys, we would all work out together. So at your programs that are really solid programs, from my, from my experience, I think that's a part of the culture. And so it's awesome, it's priceless. Yeah, the cool thing about that is so, Brian McFadden told me when he was playing here, he would take some guys down to Florida to work out, and Pat would come work out with them. So Pat was working out with Ike back in those days. Now they're passing that knowledge on to Joey, who yeah. obviously Ike yeah. know, played with his dad. I remember Ryan Clark coming back to LSU when I was coaching at LSU, and, and Pat was young. Yeah, that's a, you know another story. So it's kind of interesting as we just sit back and think about it. It's kind of interesting how that works out. So it really happens organically. You don't have to push. But I think a part of that also is what the Rooneys have have set our culture here. Yeah. What, so I talked to Levi about that the other day, and he said like he he goes to the young cornerbacks. Obviously, Corey's no longer in that, but he, you know he goes to Joey, and he was going to Corey, and, and if they didn't have a goal set for that day, he was giving them a goal for that day. Uh, is that and he says I just want to give back, you know. Yeah, we're all out there competing for jobs, but I want the best for them as well. Right, right. It's good people. Good people. The, the Rooney's laid the foundation. The coaches that I've been here in the past, the players that have been here in the past, passed the torch. Mike T is an awesome leader, and he fosters that family environment. One thing he says is, "Together we eat," because, like you said, there is a competition level. Right, it, we're competing for the same jobs, but together we eat, and so it's it's just an awesome learning environment for for young or old player or coach. Um, the competition is at, at, uh, at the slot. Um, you're mixing some different guys in in there. You like a guy like Duke um, Dawson. Do you view him, is he strictly a slot? Can he play safety? Do you try to move those guys around as well? There is some position flexibility with Duke. <clears throat> but to your first point, that the competition is so tight at that nickel position, it's hard to play guys in multiple positions right, right give now. Them the best look there. Exactly, yeah. because I feel like it would, it's almost a disadvantage to have their minds thinking about two different things when that when that competition is so tight right now. So I really just want all of the efforts mentally and physically going towards, okay, how can I be the best nickel? How can I be the best first and second down nickel? And then can I grow into a third down, a every down nickel? Yeah. 
Um, and the safety position has been a little bit <laughs> in flux as well. Um, it has. <laughs> you know, the two guys that you would expect will be getting a lot of snaps out here aren't doing that. But it does give you an opportunity to take a look at some, some different guys back there in the back end, right. uh, like a Kenny Robinson. No doubt. And those reps have been been valuable for, for he and Trey. And that's the thing. It's, it's always positivity in every situation because if Minka was here, Minka would not give up reps. <laughs> we, we, he would not give up reps. And so those guys just wouldn't get those reps. So it, it's, it has been a blessing in disguise that Minka has not been here or that KZ is out right now because the guys that we really, really need to see, um, the guys that, that really need those reps, everyone needs to practice, but some people need more reps than others. Right. They're getting those reps right now. Yeah, so, I mean, it could pay benefits down the road even it though there's, will. there's some discomfort right now, I'm there's sure. discomfort <laughs> right now. It will pay benefits down the road, for sure. Hey, I appreciate you. And that was Steelers defensive back coach Grady Brown, a.k.a. also my fraternity brother. And, Grady, that was, that was a great interview and great it insights was. by him. And I thought one that was towards the end, Talking about how tight that nickel corner position the or nickel slot is. of how he laid it out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was good. And how he just wants the guys to focus on that. I, I can worry about safety and everything else. Focus on being the best first and second down nickel right now because your competition is tight. I thought that was a great point to make. So when we're looking at this and we're going through all of our evals and like, hey, who plays it? It's like, no, that nickel competition is real. And we ID'd that earlier yes. this week. Um, and we talked about that. And, and let me just say this. It really is the reverse of what I was thinking, you know? Yeah. Concentrate on the corner, and then, you know, you can work it as a nickel, too. Yeah. You know, but, no, that's not the point he was making. Be the best first and second down nickel. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not going to put you at any other position. Yeah, that, that kind of, yeah. like, uh, confounded me. Yeah, and then he talked about also, um, you know, with Minka and KZ being out, yeah. the competition level that has risen at that position. I like what he said about Minka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he will not give up a rep. <laughs> He's like, no, M Minka wants to be in every single play. Yeah. We have to cut. Yeah, that's one of those woe than sick him type of guys, yes. right? You got to say no woe to Minka because Minka will try and participate in everything. But, um, but that was great. I think that was a good highlight of what we did with the secondary and how – you know, that process is and kind of leads our thinking as well as we talk about it as we progress further through camp. But um, but we're going to put a bow on this segment, go to break, and then we're going to finish up with the bell lap here in the locker bell room. Bell lap, he says. Yeah, that's right. Wolf Starks, ninjas, squirrels, everything's up here. we got a whole menagerie <laughs> um, of protection here at the locker room. We'll be back in a moment. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I got to kind of chuckle a little bit, Max. You know, you and I both come from the era of double sessions, you know. And yeah. So we, we, we make a lot about, you know, you know, there's a quick turnaround from Friday Night Lights to 1.55 in the afternoon. But, you know, it was a quicker turnaround from the morning practice to the <laughs> afternoon practice. Yes, it was. You know, yeah. complete with running, weightlifting, what have you. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, you know, you, you kind of you got to keep it in perspective. And I know it's yes. generational. And, you know, the young guys come up to us all the time. How did you guys do doubles? And you're like, oh, 
Well, we had no choice. There was no other option. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's if all you was available play. to you, right? <laughs> it's like it's like, hey, hey, you know, how did you how did you eat cornflakes? Well, there wasn't frosted flakes. Okay, guys. <laughs> you know, you just, how did you, you get through? Hey, we didn't volunteer. It's not like, well, whoa, I want to practice. Like, hey, when, I want this schedule. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like it is the schedule, and you just you kind of you you deal with it in your own way mentally. Yeah. Whether whether you get lathered up or you cry in your corner in yep. the room, no, I think night. I cried in the corner a few times. Oh, I definitely room. had a couple sling blade mo- <laughs> moments where you're just rocking back and forth, yeah. and you're just like uh, special cat goal no, line nine on seven. Oh my gosh! And it's just just the morning. It's not even the afternoon yet. <laughs> I remember being out here, man, and we would run. With offensive line would be in that corner of the end zone. You run all the way down, then to the back of the end zone, then all the way up here, and then across, and it was excruciating. I'm sorry, no, we started in this corner of the end zone. Okay, up here. yeah, it so always on the seemed, baseball field side. Yes, yeah, and it was like there's a slight uphill grade that always felt like. Now this was before the fields were changed and graded. There was yeah. just a slight uphill, but it was just enough to bite on the back stretch. Yeah, and I'll never forget one time we turned that corner over there. And Mike Webster was wearing, uh, let's see, the Nike Air uh, heeled shoes, you know. That oh, it has a little, little air pocket, yeah. yeah. He, bl- he had a blowout in that corner. He went down. He actually slipped. Oh, But my you can hear the pop because the thing popped. <laughs> yeah. And he went down. <laughs> you know, he still won. He still won? He got up and, and, and finished and still won. Yeah. I mean, the athlete. Yeah, well. Athlete. The one thing, we- one, not one thing, Webby was just so, he was magnificent, just a, the greatest guy and a great player and everything, but so well-conditioned, man. It was just unbelievable. And also, you, you learn to realize, Mike would keep the pace down if you didn't challenge him. If you challenged him, the pace went up until yes. one by one, everybody's dropping like flies. Exactly. All Survival right? of the fittest style yeah. so, those flying So you learned it. Yeah. As, as Chuck Dillow once noted as we were running down the backstretch here, I remember him yelling us, you guys look like a union. <laughs> There's Webby, and then everybody else's pace right there. And the right ducklings, there. and the yeah, ducklings right by. Yeah. Running along, yeah. pacing our, we're pacing ourselves, Sergeant. Yeah, exactly. Listen, hey, hey, you, you, you want to know about chemistry and teamwork? There you go. What else do you want, Coach? We're all That's on the it. same page. We, we, learned, we learned from the Hopi Indians yeah. who used to, would, they would, in a contest, they would all come across the um, – finish line together okay yeah so if one guy got too far out front we would go no no that's not the hopey way <laughs> that's not the hopey way yeah no no come on F- so, fi- file in yes exactly so keep the pace down let webby win make sure that you know not yeah. let him win but just keep the pace down don't challenge him because he'll, he'll win in the end man he'll yeah, run you to the he, ground he is he is competitive so well, my friend, it's time to break. It is looking. We're looking forward to padded practice this afternoon. If you field looks chance, green. Looks field, good. Oh, the field looks green. It's freshly mowed, and we're going to find freshly out. Freshly striped, too, we'll yesterday. We'll find out if we got some tough guys here. All right? Yeah. Hey, you've been listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf Starts and the Ninjas. We appreciate you checking in. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow because we got one more before these guys get a day off. Take care. <laughs>